Hey everyone, thank you for joining in on another episode of Mitchell's Moments. Uh, we got a new person today joining in. His name is Joshua. Want to say hi, Josh? Hi, everybody. Wow, you are still just super quiet, my word. Okay, um, <laughs> maybe talk a little louder because I can't turn you off any further. Well, I don't want to just be screaming. <laughs> Anyway, Josh is here to tell us more about Emerge Energy Drinks. His dad actually runs the business. And, um, I don't know. Josh, do you have a specific role? Can I just call you the guy? I don't know. He's the guy. And, uh, he'll just, he'll be doing the ad today since he knows a bit more than I do because he actually works with this stuff. So let's just jump into that right away. Alright, so, uh, thanks, Mitch. Um... So basically, we um, took this idea from, we already had some powdery merch at, that Max Muscle makes, and I, came, I was coming home from uh, college one day, and I bought four bags at a gas station, and I brought them home because I need some energy, so brought those four home, my dad saw them, and he was like, man, these aren't good for you, like... Uh, you need to make an emerge shake for yourself. I was like, I'm not going to make an emerge shake, but I can just buy a can of energy, like, ready to go. And so that's where we came up with the, this idea of uh, canning uh, emerge. And um, so that's where it started. It's been a long journey. Uh, started off uh, experimenting in our uh, in the gym and we were just messing with carbonation with the amounts stuff like that flavor just trying it out see if it could go somewhere some of their test um, subjects came out with three arms just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no that's not true um so yeah that's where that's where it started um, to today where we now have a canning machine, we have, uh, tanks that are going to be filled with Emerge here pretty soon, hoping to run our first batch tomorrow, actually, in about 3,000 cans, um, got the labels on them, so, and got all the packaging stuff, so hopefully by the end of this week we'll have about 10,000 cans ready to get out. So that's that's kind of where we're at now. Um, what makes Emerge different from um, other energy drinks? Um, the main thing is this is to help energize your mind and body. It helps with metabolism. It's it gives you an energy boost. Um, got 300 milligrams of caffeine, which is a lot for some people, but. I mean, everybody, everybody's tolerance is different. So if you, if you don't like the 300 milligrams of caffeine, we are going to make an Emerge 150, which is half of everything, full flavor, half the calories, half the sugar, half pretty much everything that's in there, half the caffeine. So it's, uh, it's been a journey, and uh, yeah. Right now. Yeah, and I know they're good because, well, they're my sponsor, obviously, and I drank one right before the podcast because I was really tired, and now I just can't stop shaking. 
Just kidding, it's not that bad. But I, I got energy like you wouldn't believe right now. But, anyway, I like the 150s too, because if I don't need as much energy, I can just chug one of those, or drink it slow, or whatever, and it gives me just enough. Oh, yeah. So they're both oh, yeah. really good. I, if, if I need some energy later at night, I'll... Uh... Drinking a 150, but the 150s, in the day, then. what makes the 150s nice, you can still drink the 16 ounces instead of just drinking half of, you know, the 300s, because obviously Yo. you can't stop halfway with, like, anything. It's like, try eating a donut, just half of it. Yeah, you can't do that. You have to eat the Yo. whole thing, so. So it makes it nice. Um, our uh, first four flavors are going to be wild cherry. Tangerine Dream, Strawberry Lemonade, and Cotton Candy. Those will be our first four flavors for the uh, originally Emerge 300 and then the Emerge 150s. And then from there, uh, month, two months down the road, hopefully we're looking at adding four more flavors or so. Watermelon, Blue Raspberry, Grape, and Pineapple Pizzazz. And there's about twenty some flavors all together, so nice. yeah. So so pineapple isn't enough, so you have to add the pizzazz into it. Is that the is that the deal? Or? Oh yeah, that's that's what yeah. the deal. Is. That's the deal breaker right there. Like I I normally wouldn't pick pineapple, but since it has pizzazz, now I have to try it. Oh, you have to try it. <laughs> you know, Josh had given me a pineapple a while ago, and one of my neighbors came over and drank it. So never even got to try it. That's, that's so, I was very sad for about a week because I was so looking forward to it. Anyway, well, our guest for today, believe it or not, it's not Josh completely. He was just our guest for the for the sponsor, but he's going to be sticking around. It's actually Dan, Dan the Man Copeland again, and we're going to be talking about Passover, I think, if I remember right. So, we're going to talk about anything you want to talk about, man. Well, I mean, I'm open to anything, but pa Passover's coming up, and... Or is it here? I don't know. I'm. All the days are running together at this point. Is today Sunday? I yesterday felt like a Monday. Yes, Sunday. Today did you feels. Not listen to a sermon today, Mitch? I did, but it still feels like a Saturday. <laughs> I listened to ha uh, Harold Salem. Slacking. Uh uh. Friday felt like a Thursday. I don't know. Let's, I know. I listened to Harold Salem. Today. Let's just appreciate the fatal mistake that you didn't make introducing Dan this time. <laughs> <laughs> By using, uh, uh, Mr. Yep. Yeah. You finally learned, Mitch. You know what? It takes a while. It takes a couple episodes. I was hoping to have Ryan on today, too, but apparently he's too busy for us, so it's whatever. <laughs> and Michael just... I guess is just addicted to tabletop sim, so I'll let him play his video games today too. Hey, when I logged on, it said that you'd been on Minecraft for the last seven hours. Oh, yeah, that's. I had, <laughs> I had it open on my computer since eight o'clock. Yeah, excuses, excuses. You know, you know what? I, I needed to find some prismarine, and I still haven't found it seven hours later. So. You know, maybe oh, we should on. talk about addiction to technology, Mitchell. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, okay, Brandon, Not let's go. Or anything. Addiction. How does addiction to technology start? Well, it starts with the use of technology. 
So, so any use? <laughs> Jeez, you're making this hard. Sorry. You know, I like to think of laptops as like a gateway technology to harder technologies. And now kids are starting on laptops. And now they're using like personal technologies, which are like hardcore. Like phones? That's Is that what true. you're referring to? Is that what you mean by personal? <laughs> this is going great so far. You know? I, I would I would say so because you see like these like five year olds running around with smartphones. They don't even know how to use. Okay, them. am I the only one that has a problem with that? I didn't get a phone till I started no. driving. Like, why are people getting them at like six years old? My you know, first, I, actually, I, I still have I, a track phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta disagree with one thing with Brandon though the the scary part about it isn't just that the five year olds have the phone it's that they do know how to use it they know how to use it as well as their parents do yeah, yeah that's, now that I think about it that's, that's true <laughs> you know the, the kids are sitting around wondering you know how life works and stuff and their parents aren't giving them any advice so they just give them a smartphone so here google it for yourself oh yeah. that is a scary place I've been there I, yeah, you know I'm learning it from your parents you know, is 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 a lot better than finding it out online. Just saying. Yes, it is for most things. So, but, but then again, now, now kids across the entire country are having to just do school online. So, mm-hmm. yeah. who knows what they're really learning? I don't know. You know, see, before this whole quarantine thing, all of our assignments we uploaded online, but we still had lecture classes, and I think that's fine because it makes it easier in case something like this happens. But like, I'm glad in high school I never took an online class because I absolutely hate it. I can't, I can't find the motivation to even do it because there's no, in my mind, there's no reason, and that's just a little ADHD for you too. But well, and you know, one of the problems that we kind of tend to propagate here in our culture is like this belief that everybody's got to go to college, and frankly, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who are just big proponents of send your kids to college and we should pay for the college. And if that works for their family, fine. I'm not going to knock on what they're doing with their kids. But, you know, to me, if my parents had paid for my college, it would have been a waste of their money, um, you know, right when I left high school. Mm-hmm. I needed the time off. I needed to grow up a little bit. And I needed to come to a place where I actually appreciated education. Um, because when I went back to school, I did do it almost entirely online. And... I was motivated. I had learned to love learning, and I got basically perfect grades. So, but that, know, a few years of growing up and having to pay for it yourself can certainly make a difference. Yeah. See, oh, yeah. my parents provided me with a car and gas to get there. But as far as paying for college, it's on me, which I like because there was a kid in my class who didn't pay for anything in college, and he would never show up. You know, yeah. and just nothing, because when you're paying for it, you got a lot more motivation to do it. It's just where I find it hard to get motivation is when I'm not actually at school. I'm sitting at home trying to do it, you know, even though yeah. I'm paying for it. But still, it's it's a lot different because that's just how my mind works. Because I'm going to a yeah. tech school where we should be doing lab three times a week, you know, hands-on stuff. So switching from that to completely online within, you know, three days is very difficult. <clears throat> yeah. And that's kind of a whole different world. I mean, I'm not even sure how you would learn a lot of things online. So what we're you know, doing... It's just nothing like putting your hands on. 
so with our hands-on classes, those are basically done. Hopefully we can go back in May and they might extend our semester a couple weeks to get that done. So we're doing all our gen eds and you know getting them done hopefully as soon as possible and we can even work ahead so that if we get back we can spend more time in the lab. So that's how they're kind of doing it just to, since, since we are a tech school. Obviously four-year colleges don't really have a problem except someone like my sister is going for like acting and stuff and she has a directing class well that's really hard to do you know not in person so there's a few in the four-year colleges that hurt a little bit but for the most part they can transition easier than on um, the tech school can yeah yeah that makes sense yeah I have a uh, uh, my mechanical engineering 126 lab that we were supposed to make a final project like design it and do a booklet explaining it and pitching it and all this stuff but now since we're all online we can't do any of the making of it so we just have to make a book about it and that's kind of bummed me out when I found out we weren't going to be able to go back so mm -hmm. so with us we had a with la with a welding anyway we get a final project we get $150 credit to um this iron place in Mitchell and um so I was going to build two four foot desks into an L desk you know well, now that school's off and, and we won't have time to do it, the school's still trying to decide whether they'll give us the credit anyway, but I already bought the uh, expensive tops for it. I bought butcher block for the tops because I figured I'll make desks once and they'll last forever. So now I'm, you know, now I'll potentially have to spend, you know, another 150 on it, which I didn't plan on just because of how this semester's going. Yeah. But thankfully I have a welder at home, so that helps out. Brandon, did you have any hands-on classes down there or over there at Liberty? Uh, this semester, not really. Uh, the only one I took was an intensive at the very beginning of the semester, and that only lasted two weeks, so I got that out of the way. But I do know that um, I talked to the professor that's teaching my cinema class now, and we're doing a portion on sound design. And I know that he said we we're going to, um, basically they have sound set up so you can hear the difference between like 5.1 or like 7.1 surround sound. And um, not everyone has that sort of capability at home. So <laughs> they're trying to figure out how to convey the difference in a practical way, but that might not happen. So yeah. that's that's kind of a minor thing, but I do know for like the seniors in the program, they can't be on campus to edit their footage for their final project because the lab is closed and that's a really big inconvenience for them. So yeah. they don't have the editing software on their computers? Well, they can get it, but the problem is the power of their computer since they're editing 6K footage. Oh. Um, it's pretty taxing I, on your device I can, I can device barely you're get using. 1080p with my internet, Wi-Fi. <laughs> there's 6K out there? Yeah. Is that better than I've your eyes? I've got four bars of skull reception. <laughs> well, it doesn't even have to do with the signal. It's just the hardware of the computer, you know. If they, most of those students, I'm guessing if they tried to edit on what computer they have, it would fry the hardware or would it, would it implode computer. would it just collapse in on itself and become it a black just hole overheat you know they, they need to switch to android 
you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Linux. Either. But, I mean, I, I just use Viva Video Pro on Android, and it works great. <laughs> you know what's really funny, though? For our for most of the classes at Mitchell Tech, they won't even let you... They won't even look at a Mac to see if it'll handle it because they can't for all the high-tech software. That, so they make you buy a computer there because it said if you dare try to bring a Mac in here, it's like your computer will basically completely die because it can't handle any of it. Mm -hmm. So I had to buy an HP. Apparently they're strong enough. I don't know. Now that we got all my free brand deals out of the way, I reached my quota for today. <laughs> um, I also know that Josh name dropped Max Muscle, which I'm also trying to get a sponsorship through them, even though they're both correlated technically. But you know, it's it's a little tough because I'm not getting the views yet. <laughs> you Don't know, worry, Mitch, you'll get there. You know, I'm at 360 views. That's better than I thought I'd ever do. So I mean, I'm I'm getting you know, you know, it's there, I suppose. Better than nothing. Yeah. Getting there, man. You know, you know what's crazy? I've made a dollar thirty-four more on this podcast than I have on YouTube, and I have way more views on YouTube because YouTube is terrible. Really? Yeah. YouTube's bad. What well, is? But I mean, I'm just—you made a dollar thirty-five. That's awesome, man. Thirty-four dollar thirty-four. <laughs> 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 we gotta be humble here. And be honest with yeah, I gotta—I gotta be honest. <laughs> I run this podcast off of honesty. <laughs> you it's will good. you will get banned if if you're not honest. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Derek's like, uh-oh. It's, it's interesting you bring that up because I was just looking at my analytics for my YouTube yesterday. And obviously I can't monetize anymore because, A, they changed their terms, which it's, you either need 1,000 subscribers or 4,000 hours of watch time within a certain period of time. That's a lot. Both of which I'm nowhere close, yeah. But before that, I was able to monetize, and I ended up making like $103 over the period of like eight years. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Which is, so do the math on that, and it's not worth it. It's but not it minimum wage cool. for how many hours are in there, but it's something at least. Then again, I had half that revenue from one video, so one I guess it? as long as you get your content right, you're good. It was the uh, virtual reality headset one. Oh, that's right. <laughs> then you Which gotta... was very, it was very appropriate for the time because that was right when those cheap ones started coming out, and I guess I made the video just in time for people who were starting to search that stuff up. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I looked at my views total for all my videos combined. It's at exactly two hundred thousand. I have like nice. one thousand views if I'm lucky. Um. But my, my most watched video is making a feed bunk. But the worst part about it, I never finished the feed bunk. <laughs> <laughs> I have like almost 900 views and I've never finished it. And I feel really bad. It's probably a bunch of. I think that's not honesty. Oh. What? He's right. You're not well, being honest. I made a feed bunk. I just never you finished it. You almost made a feed bunk. No. <laughs> yeah, you almost made a I, feed I just didn't put legs on it, so technically you can feed out of it. You just have to, like, screw it to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Brandon. Yeah. You can actually up your numbers to a little bit. You remember that uh, one of those real estate videos you made for me? 
I, uh, I'm looking at my channel right now on YouTube, and one of them's got four views. <laughs> hey. so, you know, you got 200,007 200, when you combine those. Oh, man, that's seven more than 200,000, so. Hey, Brandon, remember that, oh. that uh, I think it was that Christmas video or Thanksgiving video you were in of mine? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to find the views here. Um, oh, boy. Thanksgiving Seven. video. 174 views. Oh. Wow, that's a lot more than I thought. Mitch, do you know what my favorite video of yours is? Which one? Your soccer 605. No, <laughs> no, we don't. Just watch that. We don't I talk just about that, that the other day. No, that is uh, an awesome video. No, it's not. It is pretty good. I had it that our team had like 80 people. <laughs> hey, Mitch, when, when you run for president someday, I'm gonna start like a pack, and we're just gonna blast that all over the internet. And I bet you'll get elected just based on that. Yes. No, I don't want my no. Talk about honesty. You had some serious dishonest <laughs> facts. <laughs> going that video. You know, this is what happened. They interviewed my dad because he was on the first James Alley soccer team, and then without any, uh, dad gave me a three-second warning. They shoved the camera in my face and expected me to know anything as a seventh grader. Yeah, they were like, they were like, so how many, how many um, junior hires do you have out on the team? And Mitch, Mitch goes, oh, I think about around thirty or so. We didn't even have thirty from twelfth grade. I didn't know. Like I said, I barely even got in the game, so I was supposed to know how many people are out there. I probably counting the other team too. What did I know? I was in seventh grade. I was just a goalie that never got played. Well, here's a question, Mitchell. Would you ever run for president? Not with that video out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, discounting the video. Um, you know, I probably maybe it's a possibility. Just because you know, there's a lot of messed up stuff in the government, and um, it's been a while since. You think you could fix it? You know, with help, yeah. I mean, I don't think one man can ever fix anything. But if you get the right president in there with the right staff surrounding it, and as long as it's not just left versus right like it has been for how long, and people actually want to work together, I think we could actually get some positive change. Also, never. <laughs> well, it starts with the president, and hopefully it'll work its way through. You know, I think what's hurting well, the elections is that it's either you have right all the way that never doesn't really compromise, or left all the way that never really compromises. You know, if you got someone that's like, hey, there's some good and bad things about the right, good and bad things about the left, let's take the good from both and try to work through that. But there hasn't been that in a while. Yeah, but but here's the uh, crazy part, man. Because I got to say it. I got to say it. Tell me one good thing about the left. You know what? I, I didn't want to go there. I was just trying to... Yes. Um, the old I'm not left. saying it's not. I'm just saying... Okay, so... I haven't really looked in this for a while, but I know the liberal left, there's not much, the old left, the old Democratic Party, the older one, before, like, before Obama, but, um, before, before the liberals, you know, made the left worse, I'm really digging a hole in here, uh, <laughs> there were some good aspects to the left, but I think... That's why a while ago the left actually wanted to split into two because there's the liberal left and then the left. Well, now there's now there's just the liberal left and the socialist. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think I heard that rumor once that like there was this time once upon a time when like people on the left they did something nice and good, but I I can't remember what it was. Now. You know, there's this rumor that <laughs> there was this rumor that one time people actually wanted you know to work together, but you know, it's just a rumor. Yeah. Well, you know, I think my granddad talked about a time that his dad had known when that kind of happened once. <laughs> But I don't know. That so, might just be like a family folklore, you know. So what's the answer then? How do we get out of this hole? Uh, oh man. People need to well, grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I Wait agree. for Jesus, I guess. I, I don't know. Is that our only hope at this point? Are we that far down? Have we hit bedrock in Minecraft yet and forgot the ladders? Well you know, depending on, on how you look at it and what you mean, you know. Uh, obviously, he is our only actual hope. Well, yeah. Because our hope isn't in this life. Um, but yeah, we, we've got such a fundamentally different core ideology that I, I think that we are beyond any real meaningful help. Um, you know, 50 years ago, well, 15 years ago, you could still find people in the Democrat Party who um, still believe in the existence of God, who were pro life. Um, you know, who could have a rational conversation. And yet nowadays, it is all ad hominem. You know, they, you know that is to say they're ju they just attack people uh, with no particular reason. You know, look what's happening with Donald Trump. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> they want to have a House Oversight Committee with a subpoena power over the Trump administration uh, <laughs> looking for wrongdoing. They're going to investigate the preparations for coronavirus and try to pin it on one guy when our systems have been broke for a long time. Yeah. So it, it's all about just trying to attack, 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 and take power and take power. And, and certainly both sides are guilty of that to some degree. But at the end of the day, you have one political party who in their uh, official party platform recognizes the existence of God and the value of humanity and you know the right to life and the, the, the core tenets of the Constitution, and then you have another party whose official party platform is pro-abortion, pro-homosexual, anti-religious in multiple different ways, um, you know, openly uh, evolution and, and anti-creationism, um, all these different things. You, you can't heal a divide like that until you can begin to agree on at least a few basic moral concepts. And we can't even agree on those anymore. Uh, I don't think so, that'll change yeah, we, for quite a while. Exactly. When you don't have a common foundation, um, you know, it used to be we could say, well, at least the Judeo-Christian principles were a common foundation. Well, that's not true anymore. Well, at least the belief in God is a common foundation. Well, that's not really true anymore. Well, at least a faith in the Constitution or, or a belief in the importance of the Constitution uh, was foundational. Well, we can't even say that anymore. Because they want to change the Constitution, too. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they've been chipping away at it for years, but they've just come out of the closet now and, and just basically said, yeah, let's just replace the thing. You know, it's it's a piece of garbage. Let's get rid of it. Which is uh, sad. I mean, just yeah. genuinely sad. Because there's a reason America has remained... You know, more than some other nations, just because of the Constitution it was founded on. Absolutely. <clears throat> but, you know, I'm not saying that all the founding fathers were saints, 
Uh, in fact, several of them were not at all. But collectively, they at least had that moral compass, uh, a foundation of Judeo-Christian principles, if not a personal faith uh, in Jesus Christ. And, and many of them had that. The majority had that. So, anyway, you got me going, man. Why'd you do that? Because you're the guest? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so something you brought up earlier when we were texting... Is Passover this week or coming up? So Passover begins at sundown Wednesday night. <coughs> Interesting. Which I mean, it's the fifteenth of the month of Nissan, as you know. So what's Nissan? That's a car, but besides that, it's a month in the calendar. You know, I haven't seen. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Nissan is actually the first month of the. Uh, of the religious calendar, the, oh, okay. the uh, uh, oh man, I just lost the term for it. Well, I'll just stick with religious calendar. <laughs> There's a better word for it, but um, that's what Google's for. Yeah, there you go. We'll Google that. Um, liturgical. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah. The first month of the liturgical calendar for the Jews. So this Wednesday night, since in their calendar, day starts at sundown right yes so this wednesday night will will actually be the beginning of the next day for them which is the 15th of nissan and uh so passover begins at sundown with um slaughtering the passover lamb and having the seder and then uh, the day is technically one day but then there's the feast of unleavened bread which is seven days um so you want to talk about that yeah since we already started, I guess. Um, so, you know, we're all quarantined. We're doing our little stick to yourself and socially distance yourself from everybody that you care about. Thing. Go insane. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to help us be healthier somehow. I'm not sure that we actually know how, but nope, we've been told by the government that's going to. So we just I still got strep throat. So they lied to me. Oh, I actually hear a thing that. Um... Sweden, I think, they didn't put any quarantines on anybody over the entire nation, and they actually have some of the lowest numbers because they think that people are becoming immune to it. I don't know if that's sure. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what they're claiming, that they didn't put a quarantine on, and they have some of the lowest numbers of anybody in the world. Josh, your audio is terrible, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard you talking. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's true. Um, yeah. I said you're. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's glitching out. Picture. I think the internet is just at an overload because everyone's using it. Yeah. But that well, doesn't. That's the case. But that doesn't fix Josh's terrible audio setting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, the. I mean, there's several studies out now, and people were whispering this, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, but now more and more information is coming out to support this. That you know, as much as as half of people possibly who actually contract the virus may have no symptoms, um, and in even of those who have symptoms, eighty percent of them will be relatively mild. Now, you know, since we well, since we jump now to that topic, I'll just say you know it is still a serious thing, and I get that, and it's important to be mindful of spreading this. Uh, obviously, there's been some people in our community who have passed away from it, and that should just be a reminder. You know, it's a serious thing. 
but again, it's not something to lose our minds about. Um, and it really does bring on some trust issues with different governments when we can't seem to trust what they say about what is happening and what has happened and what may happen in the future. So, yeah. I guess respect the quarantines as much as we can, but anyway, uh, I guess we, sorry, we tra rabbit trailed there um, because, you know, Passover is a night when families get together, congregations get together, um, extended families and friends get together, and unfortunately, that's not something we can do this year. So uh, my family and I will be having a small Passover meal of our own here at the house, and that's fantastic. Um, but a, a lot of people ask the question, what on earth does this actually have to do with anything you know, for believers in Jesus? So I'll just kind of tell, tell you, the New Testament is really hard to understand if you don't understand the Old Testament, in my opinion. And, you know, so much of what Jesus said and did alludes back to things that were prophesied in the Old Testament and back to the feasts. Um, some of the Bibles translated the, the, the feasts in the Old Testament as the appointed times of God. And, and that's what they are. And so uh, the New Testament does not tell us that we have to keep them. It also doesn't tell us that we can't. And uh, there's a lot I could say about that, but my personal conviction is to, um, to at least acknowledge and honor those things because they are prophetic. And some of those prophecies have been fulfilled, some have not. So in the Feast of Passover, um, you know, of course, the immediate aspect of the Passover was the celebration of the Jews coming out of Egypt, right? But throughout Scripture, coming out of Egypt is also used metaphorically as the idea of coming out of the bondage to sin, okay? So as the Jews celebrated an event that was in their past of uh, coming out of uh, the bondage of, in Egypt, they were also prophetically celebrating what was to come, which was the Messiah uh, bringing about bondage or freedom from the bondage of sin. Uh, and of course, as Christians, we believe that that was fulfilled. And it's there at the Passover Seder before he's put to death himself, that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. And he said, you know, this is my body broken for you. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Um, you know, pour out for you. <laughs> and if you actually celebrate a Passover or, or even just read up on this, you begin to discover that those two symbols in particular have significant meaning. And and I really think that would just, it adds, you know, 10 times more meaning to communion when we look back at what he meant when he said this, you know, what, what is this? What, what piece of bread was he holding up and saying, this is my body? What cup was he holding up and saying, this is the new covenant in my blood? So uh, to me, it's really exciting. I love sharing that with people, but I really don't have the time to give you a, you know, hour long lecture on that right now. So question. Um, yes. So when Jesus did the first Passover, was he implying that the wine actually became his blood and the bread actually became his flesh. No. Uh, it, it is metaphorical. That's why he says, do it in remembrance of me. Um, you know, not, don't, he doesn't say, you know, re-sacrifice me. You know, I, I'm going to die every time you do this again and again. Uh, he says, do this in remembrance of me. But, and again, that metaphor is easier to understand when you realize that the cup that he held up 
was a, a cup that in the Jewish understanding, it was called the cup of redemption. And it represented God's promise that I will take you to be, or I, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and I'll take you to be my people and I'll be your God. And that's an amazing promise in Exodus chapter six. You should go back and read that. Um, and so when he says this cup is the new covenant in my blood, notice he didn't actually say this is my blood. He did say this is my body about the bread, but with the cup, he didn't say this is my blood. He says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. That cup represented a promise given to the people 1,500 years prior to that. So, uh, you know, again, I, I could literally just go on for hours about the Passover and, and the other feasts, but I really encourage people, get into your Bible and, you know, read about the original Exodus and then study a little bit of culture because the Passover Seder has developed over centuries. And, and I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing when Jesus took a particular cup, because uh, there's four cups of wine during the Seder. He took a particular one, and, and it had meaning in its context. Then he kind of completes that meaning by saying, it's the new covenant in my blood. So it's like mind-blowing. Now, I'm going to just share one last thing about it if i got time. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, we got time. Okay. Um, a lot of people say, well, we want to celebrate Easter. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with celebrating Jesus' resurrection, of course. You know, that's something, obviously, the, the very earliest of Christians celebrated his resurrection. Um, but I'm personally just not really comfortable anymore with Easter as, as we think of it, Easter as we call it. Um, you know, because that's, that's not something we're commanded to do in Scripture. Here's what's really interesting, though. If you read Leviticus 23, which lays out the the holidays that the holy days, I should say, that uh, that God established for His people, okay. After the Passover, the very next feast that He talks about is the feast of first fruits, okay. Now you may remember in First Corinthians uh, chapter 15, Jesus is referred to as the first fruits twice, okay. Okay. Well, first fruits is a very special holiday, although it's not very widely celebrated today. People hardly talk about it, but it's it's when they bring the very first bit of the harvest and they bring it to the temple uh, and they present it to the Lord before most of the harvest is even ripe. Okay, so it's this great act of faith that you know, the, har the harvest isn't even really ready yet, but we're going to take a portion of it and give it to God, right? And in faith, we're going to believe that. That as we obey him, he's going to bless us and he's going to provide for our needs. That the, the crop is going to come, the harvest is going to come uh, and provide for us. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, Christ is called the first fruits because you know, his resurrection, he's the firstborn from the dead. And, and as we see his resurrection, it gives us hope and confidence and knowledge that we will be resurrected as well. Okay, And that's the concept, context that, that Paul is talking about. In 1 Corinthians 15, we can know that our hope of resurrection is true because the resurrection of Christ himself is true, okay? Now, here's the mind-blowing part. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. One person's excited. That's all I need. One excited <laughs> person. Are you ready? Yes. The Feast yes. of First Fruits <laughs> is the first day of the week after the first Sabbath after the Passover day. Okay? Okay. So take any given week, 
doesn't matter what day of the week the Passover falls on. This year it's going to be, uh, you know, Wednesday night, so actual Thursday, right? So you have the Passover on Wednesday night, Thursday day, and then the next Sabbath, of course, is Sabbath, Saturday, as, as we call it in our calendar. And then the next day, the first day of the week after that is... Someone help me out. What's, what's the day after Saturday? Sunday. 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 It's Sunday, which on the Christian calendar we tend to call Easter. But it's actually, you know, in, in God's book that he wrote, he calls it the Feast of First Fruits. Huh. And he says, you know, as you step out in faith on the day of first fruits and give your first to the Lord, he's going to give back to you the, the sustenance that you need. And then on that day, that's when Jesus was resurrected. He was resurrected on the day of first fruit. And he is the first fruits from the dead. And his resurrection gives us the assurance of our resurrection. Now, that to me is cool. That's the connection back here with the Old Testament. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's cool. <clears throat> so, you know, obviously we're not going to go to church on Sunday with all this quarantine stuff. But, um, but that's what I get excited about is you know yeah I, i'm not trying to whine about the word easter or whatever else but we don't need to invent a new word and a new name to call resurrection sunday it's already got a name it was already a holy day from the very beginning interesting so god's got this crazy way of, of doing stuff and fitting it together and, and i just i love getting into that i love celebrating it I love telling people about it. So thanks for letting me rant for like the last 10 minutes. No problem. <laughs> so let's do a segment real quick because I know Brandon and Josh have to leave uh, pretty soon. But, Dan, we can keep talking after the segment. I just think oh, sometimes yeah, I, 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 I'm I, to as well. I'm sorry. Oh, well. I know. I'm I sorry. still got Derek. <laughs> so. uh, anyway, let's do a segment real quick. And if we get another rant, great. If not, it's it's been 40 minutes. But we'll find. Anyway, Brandon, you got some facts for us? I do have some facts. They're pretty weird. I don't know. You know, if the viewers can handle this much weirdness. I, I think. But we'll try it anyway. Well, they handle us, so I think. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Okay. Um, fact number one: Dolphins lack an olfactory nerve and lobes, and thus are believed to have no sense of smell. Well, I think it'd be hard to smell underwater, personally. That is very interesting. I mean, I've tried it once, and it just—it's just water. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. I'm like, I wonder what water smells like, and it—it it, it doesn't have a smell. It's just painful. It just—it smells like pain, doesn't it? <laughs> the definition of pain. So, so look up some Derek. Look up real quick. Do like do whales have olfactory nerve and lobes? Can fish smell? <laughs> Not all fish. Oh, uh, I suppose sharks smell blood because they actually well they can breathe water better than us. <laughs> Believe it or not, we can't so breathe some... water. Some Whoa. some fish do have olfactory systems. Nice. But others do not. Well, I suppose since they breathe underwater, you know, we don't. 
Yeah, what? That'd be gills. Smell. What is that? A smell? Some seaweed? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that smells, smells like, like some tasty seaweed right there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the maybe, maybe the fish are thinking if I combine myself with the seaweed, I can become sushi. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, that was a really bad joke. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the next pack so they don't have to think about what I just said. You think about what you said, and I'll do the next fact. I'll sit in the corner later, don't worry. <laughs> fact number two. Butterflies taste with their hind feet. You know, what? right when I read that, I was thinking, what if cows tasted with their back feet? <laughs> Just standing uh. in the bunk backwards. <laughs> like, what if this smells good? Let's stick our hind foot in it. <laughs> Can you imagine how awful our sense of smell would be if that was the case for us? Oh, Just imagine oh. working in a sheep barn. <laughs> That's worse oh. than breathing underwater, I'll tell you that it's much. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only guy that's ever tried smelling underwater? I can't be the only idiot out there. Well, no. I, <laughs> I haven't. Really? I'm sure Mitchell in the history of the world... Probably about one other person has done. <laughs> oh wow! I was a kid. You are pretty unique. It wasn't recently. I was just once <laughs> I was in a swimming pool. I'm like, I wonder what this smells like, and it, it no, it doesn't. Um, ne this next fact is really interesting, though. Well, it's. it's you want to know what it is? I really yeah. do. I want to hear it. The third fact. The tomato sauce was sold in the 1800s as medicine, because in 1834, <laughs> Dr. John Cook Bennett added tomatoes to ketchup. Previously, ketchup had been a concoction of fish or mushrooms, which is incredible to me. I had no idea. And Yuck. the addition of tomatoes meant it added a plethora of vitamins and antioxidants to the sauce. Huh. Wow. So they had shrooms and, and fish. <laughs> As ketchup? I guess. Are there shrooms and fish in our ketchup now? I don't think so. Wow. Look at the ingredients. I don't I don't believe. Now I'll have to go smell or not smell under a ketchup bottle. <laughs> I'll have to read the ketchup bottle. I'm still on that. Okay. Well apparently the word ketchup is derived from the Chinese Kitsiap. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that means a pickled fish sauce. Oh. Wow, we've nice. really That's gross. gone away from the yeah. original of that. Wow. We'd be well, another another fun fact about that, uh, <laughs> put grapes in the they explode. It, what? Wait, you cut out you so much. <laughs> you put grapes in what? If you put grapes in the microwave, they explode. If you put... Oh, yeah. You know those giant like... jawbreakers? If you put that in the microwave, they split exactly in half and about go through the door. Do you know if you put your hand in the microwave and run? <laughs> <laughs> I would actually like to see somebody do that. <laughs> hey, I want to go cook up some hand real quick and get that radiation. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta tell you this, because... Since you brought that up, uh, this, is, this is family folklore, so I don't know if it's true, but my dad said that when he was in high school, he and his friends used to play around with microwaves and, like, took the door off a microwave and stuff and ran it. 
Oh, and they would expose fertilized chicken eggs to uh, you know, to, to a microwave, basically. <laughs> and then, you know, put them back and see what happened. And, uh, of course, plenty of them didn't make it at all. Well, I would. They had some uh, chicks born with, with birth defects from doing that. Did, uh, did yes. PETA step in? <laughs> no, no, people eating tasty animals didn't seem to mind. So there's like a mutated <laughs> chicken with like a cow leg sticking out of its head. Oh, that's fine. It just, yes. It's just part of the pool. Exactly. The pool. Have you guys watched, have you guys watched uh, Tiger King yet? No, I have never heard of it. T- Mitch, you've never heard of Tiger King? Yeah, that's what I said. No, I never heard of it. <laughs> Mitch, you have Netflix? Wait, so you're saying you haven't seen it? Yeah, I have Netflix. Or I'm using Netflix. It's not mine. You but... have you, how, do you, how have you not of, of the Tiger King? I, you cut out a lot, but I'm guessing you asked me why I haven't heard of it, and I don't know. Yes. I don't even know what it is. Is it about a tiger that's a king? No. It's... Man, just look, go look it up. It, you have to watch it. It's a good watch. Well, let's let's all watch it live right now and comment oh, on it. Oh no, just, I think I'm I just kidding. Derek's go. like, you know, I got so I got a thing. A different episode <laughs> of it at the same time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> someone watch the finale. Someone watch the middle one, and someone watch the beginning one, and let's see what happens. That would actually be very interesting. Yeah, so you can tell it me how it ends, normal. like. We describe a scene in the beginning, and Josh's like, oh, that's right, it gets resolved here. That's very boring. Anyway, please please rate us five stars and leave us a nice review. I saw a couple mean ones on Apple Podcasts, and, you know, like I said in my YouTube videos, uh, if you like what you're seeing, like it. If you don't like what you're seeing, still like it, because dislikes are mean. So, please do that. Um, no, it's... We're, in all honesty, I didn't think we'd ever make it past five views total, and we've crossed that, obviously. So I'm thankful for you guys for listening. Um, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok at Mitchell Whip. Also, YouTube at Mitch in the Kitch. And that's about it. Derek, do you want to shout out your socials? You can if you want. No, I'm good. Okay, Derek doesn't want anyone who exists. Joshua <laughs> is also. It's. Type it in the chat, please, and I'll see it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, There's and all... I just, I just made a Instagram page. Okay, Josh, so just type it. <laughs> There's an Emerge Energy Drink Instagram where he's gonna get me to model. I'm just kidding. But he's, they're gonna, they're gonna, weeding underscore Joshua. Nice, nice. And um, there's also one for Emerge Energy drinks, and they'll just be doing, I don't know. It's called Emerge.energy. So find those, can like I, those. Can I give a shout-out? What? <laughs> I've got my social media. You can, you can text me. <laughs> my number is 605-867-5309. I'm fact-checking this. It's 605-867-5309. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I was looking at Derek. Okay. Yeah. It's the only social media that I have, so. Yeah, yeah t- shoot me a text message on there, and I'll text you back about whatever Jewish question you have. But only Jewish <laughs> questions are allowed. 
There's no playing around yeah. with Dan, the man, Copeland. Anyway, I know I'm boring all of you, and, and probably everyone has quit listening at this point. So thank you guys for listening if you're still with us. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Bye!